Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. Today we're in a sermon series called Undercover Boss. Undercover Boss. And the thought is, it's kind of like the TV show. There are some things that are bossing us and controlling us that we aren't even aware of. Aware of. And, and if you missed last week, we talked about your mouth and your, your words that come out of your mouth and how we're using our tongue. And if you missed it, I think it was something that was very applicable to most of us in this place. Um, that was definitely something your pastor is working on. And today I want to talk to you about bathroom scales and suitcases. And yes, on Mother's Day, I'm going to talk about bathroom scales. I'm a very brave, brave individual. Um, but our text for this series is found in Romans chapter 6, verse 12 through 14. And it says, don't let sin control the way you live. Don't let it boss you around. Don't let it be in control of your life. Don't give in to sinful desires. And don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, this is the goal. Give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life, so use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, it's no longer your boss, right? For you no longer live under the requirement of the law, instead you live under the freedom of grace. So this series is all about not letting sin, not letting bad habits, not letting things control us that shouldn't be in control of us. And, and a lot of times we don't know things are in control of our life, but sometimes I think we do and we just don't know what to do about it. And I think that's one of the topics that we're going to be talking about today is, is it's in control of our life. And a lot of us, we don't know how to deal with it and what to do with it. And, and here's this message today. The, talk, the topic I'm going to talk about isn't applicable to just moms, although it definitely is, um, but it's applicable to dads. It's not just something for the old, but it's something for the young. It's not something for just married people. It's something for single people, teenagers, um, you know, rich, poor, what, whatever dynamic you come from, whatever your background is, probably most of us struggle with this. And it seems like we struggle with this in phases. And I will be real honest. Today, I feel like a big hypocrite because this is something I do really good at at times, but I am stinking at in the moment, okay? Okay, so as I preach this to you, understand I'm preaching this with you today. It's a big, big difference. So it's not like your pastor's got it all figured out. This is something I've got to come back and get under control. And today I want to talk to you about the pace of your life. 
the tempo of your schedule. How, how is it? Because the reality is, for a lot of us, it's probably out of control. And here's what happens when I talk about, man, the busyness. And here's the crazy thing about being busy. Being busy has become like, I'm cool, right? Like, how are you doing? Oh, busy. I am slammed. Like, think about it. Like, it's like what you, I have never said, hey, how are you doing? I really don't remember this. You want to shock me? Say this. Don't say it today because I won't believe you. But say this. Oh, I feel rested. I'm really good. Um, just totally relaxed, you know, kind of have a lot of downtime, and I really don't know what to do with myself. I'm just kind of, you know, just just totally still. I've just been still. Um, no. What do we, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm slammed. Like, I am crazy busy, like going 90 miles to nothing, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And here it is. It's not just young people saying this. It's not just married people saying this. It's not parents. It's teenagers saying it. It's grandparents saying it. And, and, and the problem is this. When I talk about it, we get super defensive. We get super defensive when it comes to this. And we, make, and we excuse it away. Oh, it's just a season. It's just, I'm just in a season of busyness. Your season, season of busyness has been lasting for five years. It's not a season, it's turned into a lifestyle, into a habit. And we want to get defensive when I'm just telling you, your schedule is just telling you what your life truly values. When some of us, we have a love-hate relationship with this. Actually, it's not even a love-hate relationship. We just hate this, right? You just, you hate the bathroom scale. Um, and if you're like me, you give it a name, right? So you can yell at it and make it a little bit more personal. And so I give it a name like Harold that I don't know anybody named Harold, so I can yell this stuff. And you get on to, to like step on to Harold and it starts reading you a number that you're like, no, you are a liar, Harold. Like, I don't, I don't receive that. Don't put that magic or the voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't, no, no, that's not okay. And we get mad, and, and, and this is what I love. I think our bathroom scale's broke, Casey. Like, right? Like, that's what I said. I think it's time for a new scale. I think it's broke, right? And, and we're like, it was just two weeks of eating bad. How, how bad could, and can I tell you, this isn't telling you something that isn't true. It's just reading, <laughs> don't get mad at me. <laughs> it's just reading you the results of the choices you've made. Everybody bow your head, close your eyes. <laughs> Next week we'll talk about gluttony. Um, that'll go over great. <laughs> but but th really, this is just telling you, man, you, you've been off the wagon for a few weeks. You've been off the wagon a few days. You've been off the wagon a few years, right? Like, moving on. So here we go. It's just kind of telling you what it is. And can I tell you, your pace, the pace of which you are living life, don't get mad at me. Don't get defensive about it. It's just telling you where your priorities are. And some of us, we don't have time for church. We don't have time to read the Bible. Pray, pray. What are you talking about? And I'll just tell you, what your schedule is telling you, as you look at your schedule, it's telling you what your priorities are. It's, it's where your priorities are. And, and, and here's our strategy when it comes to this. Our strategy is, okay, we're just going to keep going and hope something changes. Right? Hope, hope that it gets different in a few months, in a few years, that we, we get a break. And can I tell you, that's, that's just a dumb way to live life. The Bible says this in Proverbs 27, 12, the wise see danger ahead and avoid it, but fools keep going and get into trouble. 
The wise see danger. The wise see that the pace at which they are living their life is not sustainable. And you are heading to burnout. You are tired. You're worn out. I can't think of a better topic for us to talk about on Mother's Day. Because, Mom, some of you, you are worn out. You're maxed out. You are overwhelmed by all that you have to do. And, and, and we can't just keep going and hope that something changes. That's a foolish way to live our lives. But it says this, the wise see danger ahead. The wise see, man, I cannot keep going at this pace, at this schedule, doing all that I am doing. I've got to take action to avoid the burnout that is coming. I've got to take action to avoid the trouble that is heading my way. That is a wise way to live our life. So what is the action you and I need to take so that our pace, so that our schedule is not the undercover boss or the, just the boss of our life, right? What, what do we need to do so that our schedule isn't in charge of us, but we're in charge of our schedule? Because the, the script has been flipped. For too long, your schedule is running your life instead of your life running your schedule. And there's no peace, and you're grumpy, and you're stressed. And can I tell you, that's not the way God has called you to live life out. He's called you to enjoy this journey. He's called you to enjoy your kids at this stage. Let me say that again. He's called you to enjoy your kids at this stage. So how do you and I do that? First thing is this. It comes from Psalms chapter 90, verse 12. It says, teach us how short our life is so that we may become wise. This is one of my favorite psalms. Teach us how short our life is. And, and, and the author of this psalm is Moses. Moses was old. He's saying, teach me how brief my life is. Moses lived over 100 years old. I'm like, how, how long do you need, Mo? Like, I don't understand. Teach us how short our life is so that we may be wise. And here's what I want you to understand. This is what I grab from this scripture, when I realize my time is limited, I limit what I do with my time. When I realize my time is limited, I limit what I do with my time. We know this, but we don't understand it, right? We just don't get it. We know our time is limited, but we treat it like it's limitless, right? We just, we, so many of us, we waste so much time. And we think we've just got it, but can I tell you, time is the only thing you can't make more of. And we say this all the time, that it's the most important aspect, it's the most important thing we have is time. Not money anymore. You can make more money, but you cannot make more time. Your time here on earth is limited. And when you and I understand that, we start limiting what we do with our time. Let me drive this home a little bit better for you. Um, when you have your cell phone, and text away, I've turned it off, you little suckers, um, but... When we have our, every time I have my cell phone up for an illustration, people are texting me like, I wonder if he turned it off. Like, I did, right? So, um, when, when your cell phone reaches the critical point of 20% battery life, and it goes red on the little battery bar, you know what I'm talking about, all of a sudden you start closing your apps down, like you start, you start freaking, like you want to see teenagers freak out, give them no batteries, right? Like their battery life is running down with no way to charge it. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to talk to people, right? So, um, and, and what do we do? When our, when our battery gets low, we close our apps down, we're not taking all the pictures, we're not doing all the things, 
and we become very picky on how we use our phone. It's crazy. We start actually using our phone only to communicate with. What? Right? We, we become very picky how we use our phone. And here's my challenge to you, that you and I would live our life like it's got 20% battery life left. Some of us do. Um, but that you would live your... <laughs> <laughs> like not funny it kind of is um, but that we would, I'm so sorry um, but that we would live our life in a way that we understand it's limited and when I understand it's limited that means I limit what I do with my time so I'm not trying to do everything and here's the great thing you're not called to do everything you know what wastes most of our time trying to keep up with others and compete with others. Really. What wastes most of our time is we're trying to compete with others and keep up with others. And here's a crazy thing about that, is the people we're trying to keep up with and compete with, a lot of them we don't even know, and a lot of them we don't even like. And you're trying to keep up and compete with, think of this, people you don't know and don't like. That's crazy. And we're stressed out, and we're maxed out financially and maxed out time-wise, all because we're running after things God never called us to run after in the first place. Man, when we start understanding, man, I've got to be a really good, we hear stewardship all the time in the church, and we think money. No, 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 hear me. God's called you to be a good steward, good manager of your time. And are you being a good steward of your time? So let me ask you this question. Let me ask this, and I hope it, we can answer it honestly. Are you spending your time on things that really matter? The two months from now, they're going to matter. Two years from now, they're going to matter. Five years, the end of your life, you get to and you'll be like, you know what? I spent my life in such a way that it mattered. And if we're going to do that, if that's going to be the reality of our life, because I think that's what we want, because some of us, we are spending our time on things that seem so urgent but won't matter two months or two years from now. And it seems so pressing and so urgent, but if we took a step back and said, man, how am I really running and how am I living my life? And what does my schedule look? And am I running after things that God has called me to run after and that matter? And if that's going to, if our life is going to look like this, we have to get this down. We have to put first things first. We have to put first things first. Some of you, when you go on a vacation, you try to pack everything into a carry-on, right? And you, yeah, it's a great strategy. Here's a, man, I like that. Like, that's thrifty and being a good steward right there, right? Here, but, but here's a problem. Some of you, you need to pay to check your bag because there's no way that zipper is under duress, right? It has split three times. That zipper split three times and you're complaining it's a cheap bag. The problem is not that it's a cheap bag. It's that you are trying to cram everything into that bag and it cannot contain it. Anytime I go to Kenya, you get 30 pounds. 30 pounds, that's it, to go on a 10, 10 day trip across the other side of the world where having some things that you need, you're not going to have. And so there are some fundamental things that I make sure get in my bag first. Like that's going with me to Kenya. That is, toilet paper is going with me to Kenya. Medicine, underwear, like there's some basic fundamentals that are must-haves. And first things 
are put in first. And can I challenge you to do the same thing with your life? Put the first thing, the things that are really important, the things that if somebody said, what are your priorities? What are you, and, and that's the question, what are your priorities? Some of us, we don't even know what our priorities are. So we're living our life based on what everybody else needs and what comes up when that's not your priority in the first place. That's not what God has called you to run after in the first place. What are your priorities? Because too many of us, our life looks like that bag that's, lift, that's splitting at the seams because we're trying to cram everything in it, and you can't fit everything in it, and you're not called to fit everything in it. Let me give you some of my priorities. My first priority is this, my relationship with God. This seems so basic and so fundamental, but can I tell you, when everything becomes optional, it's amazing how fast this goes away. Your relationship with God, if, if that's not first, everything else will fall by the wayside. Everything else will get backwards really quick. But when God is first, when my relationship, when spending time in prayer, spending time in His Word, spending time listening to His voice, doing what you're doing right now, getting into church and being with other believers and watching online because we're better together, right, and not forsaking the assembly of the saints, like getting and closer to the Lord. Can I tell you, everything else falls into place when this is in place first. Second priority is my wife, my spouse. Notice I didn't put my kids up there first. My spouse is my first priority over my kids. And I love my kids, and they get their feelings hurt almost every time I say this. I'm like, I love you guys, but she's my ride or die, right? You're going to move out of my house. Let me reemphasize that. You are going to move out of my house. It's, it's going to happen. Hey. And you know what? I want Casey to still be in love with me and me be in love with Casey. And for us to be like that old couple off Up, the movie, right? That we're just holding hands. My plan is to die before her. That way I don't have to mourn her. But, you know, I'm like, she's like, you shouldn't eat that. You're going to die early. I'm like, that's my plan, babe, right? I'm just like, <laughs> stick to the plan. My spouse is my priority. Third thing is this, my relationship with Charlie and Chloe. My kids. Parents, you got to be present to win. You got to be present to win. And my, my stage of having influence over my teenagers is really short. So I got to own this season. You got to own this season. And you can't say your kids are a priority but never spend time with them. Let me say that again. You can't say your kids are a priority and never spend time with them. Are you an influence on them or are you just a figure in their life? They don't need a sugar daddy. They need you to be their dad. They don't need a sugar mama. They need you to be their mom. They don't need you to be their friend right now. They need you to be their parent right now. And your kids better be a priority while they're still in your house. The fourth thing is this, my calling. My calling as a pastor. My calling to this church. My calling to do what God has placed in my life to do. And my calling, those first three things are part of my calling. But my role in this church, and let me tell you this, every single one of you here, you have a calling that God has placed on your life. There's a ministry that God has called you to fulfill and be a part of. And what is your calling? Because you'll never know what your calling is. You'll never fulfill your calling if you don't know what it is. Your calling has to be part of your priorities. And last thing for me is my friendships. 
And that sounds like, oh, you don't care about your friends. I care about my friends. But hear me, these are the top five things for me. I try to be a, a great follower of Christ, a great spouse, a great dad, a great pastor, and a great friend. And I know outside about those five things, I can't do it all. Right now, I don't have room to be a great golfer. And even when I do, I don't know if I'll ever be a great golfer, right? I, I just don't have time for that. And I want to make sure that I've got my priorities straight because 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 26 says this, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets a prize. So run to win, right? Play to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. And that is my prayer for you, that you run with purpose in every step, that every day you are running this life with purpose, not based on what other people need from you, not based on what you can cram in your bag of your life, but that you are running your life with purpose. And if that is going to be a reality, you've got to learn to say no. Right, you gotta learn to say no. And here's the deal about no. No isn't fun, no isn't popular, no isn't sexy. Yes is, everybody loves yes, right? You wanna go to a party, yes. Can I have some money, yes. Are you almost done preaching, yes. <laughs> yes is great, but yes makes you run all over the place. No brings focus. No takes discipline. No brings significance. And check out this verse, Proverbs 17, 24. An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. Woo. And some of us, we're running all over the place. And if you've said this, this verse is true. I'm running around like a person with my hair on fire. I got too many things, I got too many pots, I've got too many things that I'm trying to keep in the air and trying to balance off. Can I tell you, you're running in too many directions. And you're not, run, you're not running this life with purpose in every step, every day. And hear me, I'm right there with you right now. I've been really good at saying no, but right now I'm in a stage I haven't been so good at. <laughs> And I've got to return to a place where I'm making sure the first five priorities are in my bag of life, right? And if that's going to happen, I've got to learn to say no. Because here's my problem. No keeps me from doing some things that I want to do and pushes me towards the things I know I should do. And some of us, we're so busy doing things we want to because it looks fun and it looks great, but... Should I, and is that what you are called to do? Are you running your life with purpose in every step? So if that's going to happen, here's what I want you to know. You've got to do what God is asking you to do instead of what others are expecting you to do. You've got to do what God is asking you to do instead of what others are expecting you to do. If your life is consumed with everyone else's needs or agenda, you will never get busy fulfilling God's plan and purpose and agenda for your life. Here's what I would tell you, and I'll close with this. If you don't, if you don't prioritize, and if you don't understand what your calling is, and if you're not running with purpose in your everyday life with every step, here's what will happen. Other people will make the agenda of your life for you. 
Other people will make what your priority should be. And hear me. Your purpose in life isn't to be busy fulfilling everybody's expectations and agenda for you. But it's to understand what is God's will for your life? What is God's will? What is his calling? What is his purpose for your life? And then you and I have got to be called and we got to get busy fulfilling that purpose, that will, and that calling. And that only happens when we come to a place where we're willing to say no and we stay focused. Psalms 39, verse 6 through 7 says, We are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing, all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. And I love this. Right? All of our rushing around, all of our trying to get the goals and compete and all this stuff, what does it do? We, we get a bunch of money at the end of our life, and we don't know how our kids are even going to spend it. Right? If we don't have kids, we don't know who's going to get it. We don't know who's going to spend it. Like, and how are they going to spend it? And, and, and so the psalmist says this, man, I don't know what to do. And so he, he says, and so, Lord, where do I put my hope? How, how do I live in a better way? Where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. And here's what Jesus' invitation is to you that are tired, that are worn out mom, single mom, that you're worn out and you are frazzled at both ends. Parent, teenager, you're maxed out and you don't know what to do. Jesus says this today, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, the message says all of you that are burned out, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, because my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Right? I came that you may have life and have it to the full. Not that you would survive life, not that you would just make it through, but that you would enjoy this life. And that is the invitation. And life is way better. Life is way better and way more peace when we live our life the way God instructs us to live it and not the way culture expects us to. So who's the undercover boss? Who's running the show? Is it your schedule? Is it everybody's expectations? Or is it God's way, his purpose, and his calling? Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, our hope is in you. Our our dependence is in you. And some of us, we are tired and we've been rushing around and we've been living this life. And the truth is, it's just ending up, it's ending up in nothing. But Lord, there's a better way for us to live. There's a better way for us to go about this. And it's to live our life in the way that you've instructed and directed us. And so, Lord, I pray today for that teenager that is absolutely stressed out, for that college student, for that young professional, that Lord, they're just going 90 miles to nothing, but Lord, they're not really accomplishing what you've called them to accomplish. For those parents, for that single parent, for those grandparents, for that couple, Lord, I just ask that our mind and our heart would be set on your ways and what you are asking 
us to do. And my life's going to look different than other people's lives. And my life isn't to be competing or comparing to other people, but just for me to run my race that you're calling me to run with purpose in every step. So God, I pray today that for everyone that is here, everyone that is watching online, that we would live this life with purpose every day. That we would live this life with purpose in every step in how we are living out our days. That we would live it out not busy, not rushed, but in a way that matters, in a way that made a difference and an impact. Because Lord, when we do it your way, it's always better, and it's way more full of peace and satisfaction and significance. And so Lord, I pray today that our ear would be tuned to your voice instead of all the other voices around, that we would listen to a voice and an audience of one. What are you calling us to? And I pray that our life would reflect your plan and your calling for us. It is in Jesus' name, I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today. If you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. And I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. You may be here or watching online, and maybe you just have fallen away from the Lord, and it's about you recommitting your life because you know where you are isn't where you should be. When I count to three, all I'm going to ask you to do is lift your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer to change your life. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to do anything that would call you out. We're just going to invite you into a relationship that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me, and you just raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah, is there anyone else you join these two hands that are lifted in this place before we go any further in the service today? You just say, Justin, that is me today. And where I'm at, just truth be told, it's not where I should be. There's another hand. Is there anyone else you join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in this place? Yeah, is there anyone else? Join these four individuals that raised their hand today and just said, man, I don't have it together. And where I'm at, I know, I know there is a change that needs to happen and take place in me. Is there anyone else you join these four individuals before we go any further? My life needs to be changed. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I have sinned that I've messed up and I'm not where I should be, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn from the life that I was living and I turn to you and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. It is in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.
we hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.